relationships, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Victoria and Ron. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. I am officially on holiday, meaning that I have two weeks off of work. I am so excited. I am currently sitting in the studio in a full-on velvet sweatsuit. Isn't that right, Ron? What is that, velvet? (laughs) I walked in, Ron was like, what are you wearing? Velvet. But you liked it. Oh, yes, it's nice. I look good, you know, I'm rocking it with my Air Forces. I mean, I'm surprised you just don't rub yourself the whole time. All the time, just Just my sleeve, yeah. You it's, look like those. It's like a military green sweatsuit, and you, it, that means that I'm in total chill mode. Yeah, you look like. Um, <laughs> like what? You look like those velvet paintings that they used to have back in the in the seventies. <laughs> Did y'all have those in in? Uh, no, I no, I have no. Have I, you ever seen I, those before? I've seen them before, but no, they were not hung up in my household. We had a velvet picture. I'm a little too young for that. Martin Luther King. And then we had another velvet picture of like a leopard. Oh my God. It was like big. <laughs> Wait, like lit, it was a portrait of Martin Luther King yeah. all, in all velvet? Like painted. It was velvet, but painted. Oh my painted God. Painted velvet. And every, all the black people who ever listened to this are, are going to understand. They're going to understand. Because it's, it's like. The staple. It's the house no, staple. It, yeah, it's the staple of the house, but it's a staple of your grandmother's house, right? Mm. Along with uh, the uh, plastic on the on the. On the uh, couches, uh-huh. what they call the divan. Oh, shit. They call yeah. it a divan. They didn't call yeah. it a, a sofa. They call it a divan. Crazy? You know, they had plastic all over everything. And you also, and if if a family had a little bit of money, you had a you had a whole set of furniture, a living room. Okay. That, that you, you couldn't sit in. You can't go to. Yeah. That's how you know. That's how you know you went from like working class to like middle, middle class. class. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a whole living room set that you can't sit on. And if you did sit on it, it was all plastic. Yeah. yeah. And your ass got whooped. Yeah. And you listen, <laughs> don't take no food or drink in that area. Because if you do. Don't play in that area you, either. It ain't no TVs or anything. So it ain't nothing it's to do in there. It's just the reading, the quote unquote reading room or yeah. the parlor or whatever. And they got that thick ass shag carpet. So oh the, my God. the carpet is real thick. I do remember and lush thick, and I do remember very thick carpet in the 90s. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like wall long, thick, mm-hmm. retro looking. Yeah, we call it, it, it was, was shag worst. carpeting. It just caught everything. Yeah. Everything that fell on the ground yeah. just got trapped in there for like But decades. it was great to roll around. Oh, you know, it kept the it smell so of everything. Gross. And then you could, then you also had walls. Because we used to put shag on the on the walls. What, too. like burlap? No, wall, like carpet. You, on the walls? On the, on the wall. Jesus, it's like a dust trap in there. It, it's it was, a, it was a, basically a sex den. I tell you, I'll be honest with you. you know, Your grandma's house was a sex den? They had mirrors on everything. Oh my God, your grandma was to, up to something. I went to, uh, I went, so my grandmother didn't have the, at my friend's, my cousin's house, they had a whole living room. In this living room, nobody sat in this living room okay. until we got older. Was there a pole? No, no, no. But there a was, ton of mirrors. No, it was this, I'm going to give you two examples. Okay. So the first example is my cousin's place. Blue car. Uh, it, was, it was the theme was red, white, and blue, so it's very patriotic. <laughs> and the windows had red, white, and blue curtains, uh-huh. but not the not like you think, like uh, like obvious, right? But regular, but the color scheme was that. 
the the carpet was blue. Okay. The, the curtains are red. The cr- curtains are red, white, and blue. Oh. Because there's white in the middle. Uh-huh. The red on the outside Very and the patriotic. blue. You close it up. So and the carpet was like a bright like this blue. Oh my god. No, it was blue. What color is the couch? Blue. <laughs> so the velour, the couch velour the couch matched the, yeah, the carpet. Was, yeah, it's blue velour like this. Oh my god. Right? Like bright. Just what you have on? Yeah. Use a couch. So I'm basically just a couch You're a sofa. right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sofa. AKA Duvan. I'm a sofa back in the what? What would a that be? Chaise. In the 80s? Yeah. You're, no, this is the, this is the 60s. The 60s? Yeah, you're a chaise lounge. <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> That's you're, the style I'm going for. Yo, you're a Duvan right now. I'm a now. Duvan. Yeah, you're a Duvan. You no, know, I'm just feeling the Duvan vibe today. So that was, and everything else was that, it was the, it was the dining room yep. and the living room. And it had plastic over everything. Did your grandma, my my abuela had just, and she still does, like tchotchkes everywhere. Just my shit. grandmother wasn't Every, one of those like people. little trinkets and little yeah. like like this and that, and it just like collected dust, yeah. and it still does. And you're just like, why do we need? No, we had all of these little ceramic trinkets sitting on a million shelves. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, my grandmother didn't have that at my house. We had. She had this couch that was an extra long couch. And extra was, long? Yeah, it was. So, you know, what, most sofas like have like people? three yeah. sofas on it. Yeah. Ours had like four or five. Wow. It was long. Wow. And it went all the way across the wall. Oh and then God. we had these two tables that were, uh, they had, it was like three of them there. Yeah. They were made of glass. And there were glass tops on it, and the, it had a base that did some crazy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. four flippy shit. And then, but <laughs> then we had some chairs over by the fireplace that were sitting, you know, sitting in a range a certain right. way, and some two leather chairs that set off the color of everything else. There is something really nostalgic. I, I don't know if you resonate with this, but when I went back to visit my abuela over Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen them since pre-COVID, so it was really great to see them. And I walked into their house because they haven't moved out of their house in decades. Like my father grew up in this house. Of course. Um, so everything looks like it always has. Yeah, like my dad's room is like still his room. Like I slept in my aunt's room <laughs> with all of her trinkets in there from like childhood and teenage years. And it was crazy because I walked in and I was like, nothing has changed Mm -hmm. and it's like this this like sense of nostalgia that just hits you because i grew up like visiting my abuela all the time well we lived up in providence for a good while but then when when we moved away we would visit every year we'd visit for the holidays i lost my first tooth in her house there's dominicans in providence road island for those that you for those of you that didn't know you know i don't know there's actually a big population of dominicans i don't know if you know that rhode island is the size of Shaq's shoes and everybody, so, so there's extra. a whole community of Dominicans living in the heel of Shaq's, uh, you know, the basketball player Shaq's shoes. Yeah. Because Rhode Island corner. is, Rhode Island is that big. And I, listen, I don't want any. need to go to Rhode Island. Listen, I don't want any hood Rhode Stop Island dudes come Rhode after Island. me and like, yo, Ro- what is, do they throw Rhode up, you know, Rhode Island? They call it Little Rhodey. Little Ro- Little Rhodey? Little Rhodey is the name of the state. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Listen. Stop talking yo, shit. Yo, cuz, where you from? I'm um, Providence. Providence, okay. little roadie, cuz. <laughs> little roadie? <laughs> Do they call it little Rona now? 
Oh my god. Because the cases of Rona. So, so this high. is my Ecuadorian side of the family. Okay. Yeah, but there are a shit ton of Dominican and Puerto Ricans, and I grew up with Say a lot Ecuador of them. again. Ecuadorian. So you don't go Ecuador. You actually can roll your R's better than I can. Really? Yep. Sometimes I can roll my R's, but if I have to, like, I'm going to try right now. <sighs> yeah, I eat That's pussy. all I got. Oh my God. Ronald. You know what? It's, it only took you, I'm actually surprised it took you eight minutes to drop a sexual comment. Usually you drop it within the first two. <laughs> I'm like a Moving human, on. I'm like a human but vibrator. Do you, do you feel like, do, <laughs> I can't even focus with you today. <laughs> Jesus. I sound like a cat purring. Speaking of holidays, because it is the holiday season, oh, I want to know. I haven't finished my story. Well, I want to know, speaking of grandma, no. I want to know the traditions that you had in your family growing up. Let me finish my story. What About the freaking carpets? About the furniture. Okay. Because it's fucking hilarious. All right, go. So we had these glass tables, right? Uh-huh. On this big, you know, the big ass couch. And we used to jump from edge to edge of this couch. But the glass tables had chips in it. What? So yeah, like the, potato the, chips? No, like the edges of oh. the glass <laughs> table. I was picturing like the potato table. Chips? <laughs> I was picturing the glass table had this like bowl that was in it that just had chip. You know how people have? Never mind. I'm not even gonna. I'm the not even gonna hang, try and it's justify like you have stale ass what chips I just said. Sitting out, like yeah, or like uh, get some fruit. <laughs> uh, there's some fruit in there in the bowl, and there's some chips in the bowl, or some stale ass M and M's yeah. or peanuts. Like my grandma has pistachios this randomly sitting years. in a bowl, and you're just like, Jesus, they're yeah. so stale. Yeah, the oldest they they're so stale that they are rubbery. Yeah, and I eat them all. They're just preserved yeah. at this point. Yeah, I just eat them all. <laughs> so there's so there's chips in these table in the uh-huh. edges of the table from us breaking them right and so but they were sharp like razor oh my god so you cut yourself on glass all the time and we listen we <laughs> you know it was it was a game to to turn all the lights out uh-huh. and spin around oh my god and try to and run and run into the table <laughs> and run in the house and sometimes you get cut that happened to me but i actually i literally split my head open Oh, we did that. Uh, there's a corner in the hallway, mm-hmm. and uh, we were spinning around as fast yeah. as we can, and we, we hit ran, a door frame. and we yeah. smacked right into that sucker, knocked ourselves out. It was great. I was running around the house when I was like three or four, and my mom kept saying, you're going to hurt yourself, and I was like, ah, you know, I was just running yeah. around. All of a sudden, I hit the court, like the frame of the door, and mm-hmm. my skull cracked open. Did your brain ooze out? Um, my brain oozed out. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to wear? Did you have to wear those uh, those uh, those D3 helmets? No, no, no. I actually it like it. So we were in the emergency. We were waiting so long that mm-hmm. by the time I got stitches, all your brain is gone. Uh, my whole brain was gone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually a vegetable. That's why you were in green. Yeah. You know exactly. Uh, Michael I'm not Jackson, actually here right now. Yeah, Michael Jackson made a song about you. <laughs> You know, you didn't know that he's talking about vegetables in a song. Which one are you talking about? Uh, too low to get under. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that's what over. I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. You're stuck, stuck in, in the, the middle. middle. Yeah, you're a vegetable. You're a vegetable. They, they off of you. <laughs> and they, it's like <laughs> you're a vegetable. And they're like you're a vegetable. Like what the hell? They eating. Like he put that in a lyric. <laughs> 
Speaking of Michael Jackson, I went to uh, I went to a pretty dope show on Saturday night at um, the ship here in town. It's like a like one of those like underground like industrial bars that exists in every city. You know what I mean? Mm. Every city has one. Anyway, it's kind of grungy. It's not underground though. Just to let it's everybody not knows, it's not underground. It's above ground. It's above ground. It's but not it's like, like a, it's not it's like not the mainstream. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, like a the Matrix bar. where you have. Oh, you haven't seen the Matrix, so you wouldn't know this reference. Yeah, you. It's always, not like you any bar. It's not like any bar that you know that you have to go into some like warehouse and then you have to go some down some shady stairs that are dripping water mm-hmm. and then some like hot girl wearing leather bustier walks by you with yeah. an asymmetrical haircut you're the only you're one looking, that would know that and you're looking around and she has like a <laughs> and or everybody you with is wearing like cool clothes and we have one girl in there that has a like a crop jacket that's like uh fur uh-huh and it's white and but she's wearing like black and big boots like she's a uh spice girl kind of uh-huh. thing but then y'all go into this club and you don't hear any noise and then you open up a door and it's behind like a like a like you are a literally speaking from experience right like now. a freezer you went to like a dominatrix event didn't you or something like that that's a whole nother story okay but you go downstairs and then there's a there's a whole club and there's everyone's just sweating their asses off everybody's moving in slow motion because they on drugs no well yeah but it's like everybody's and it's like the and it's like smoking and oh it's like gosh. and the DJ is up there and he's got, whole experience. he's got like glitter and no shirt on and he's like and there's girls <laughs> dancing like this in Your like face. rattles and everybody's and glow sticks. That's and not the that's not the kind of bar. Vampires. But the the ship has expanded and they like expanded into some different rooms. So now the whole experience is that you can go listen to different DJs at this you can like really? go from room to room and they have different DJs playing okay and so my good friend was playing this weekend a hour couple, hour you're right I'm sorry Never. I, I forgot you that you know him? him I forgot that you know him I've known him before you whatever um have you yes oh interesting anyway so a couple of us from you know my martial arts community went oh, and to it's support yours him now. is that yours too yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I'm claiming it all. I tell you what, like you're Put wearing on this green jumpsuit. You, yeah, Everything's you're wearing, mine, bitch. Like you, you, it's all mine. I know who you are right now. <laughs> you know you Bill Cosby right now, <laughs> claiming everything. <laughs> that was a really good impression. Anyway. Can I finish my story or not? Are you uh, going to keep... Yeah. Are going to keep... Listen, Kaz, I'm sorry. Criticizing me. Listen, Miss, Mrs. Cosby. Because this is going somewhere. I'm, I apologize. So anyway, I get there. And immediately... Well, I went with... One of the guys that I went with was like a b-boy back in the day. And you know him. Because he, he is your friend from back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to claim him as mine, okay? He's our friend. He's our friend. Yes, but okay. you, know, you knew him first. I, Whatever. Moving on. So he shows up and he's like hyped because he's like, I know people. He's like, yo, like the first time I heard about Capoeira was like back in the days when I was a B-boy and like Mm -hmm. there was this club in Olathe that I used to go to Mm -hmm. and like we just walked in and we were like all doing our B-boy thing and then this like group of Capoeiristas were there one night and they just like started like break dancing and doing Capoeira and I was like, yo, what is this? So anyway. Me and me and my homeboy Menina. Yeah, Issa, yeah, yeah. And so uh, he was like so mem- mesmerized by it, and you know he. So we got there, and the whole B boy crew was there. Mm-hmm. Like, but the B boy crew from like like are now in their forties. Yeah. 
And the interesting thing that I've noticed over the years of getting to know some of the b-boy dancers in town is like, they're still living in the past. You think so? Yes. Well, they're they? like men in their 40s. Yeah. Who still dress like one of the guys had literally like a velour, like a sweatsuit like mine. Mm-hmm. He was a great dancer. He reminded me of Michael Jackson, his moves. What did he look like? He was white. He mm-hmm. was tall. Mm-hmm. He was skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, this other guy there who I run into all the time at different places mm-hmm. um, had called up all the B-boys and they all yeah. showed up. But they're all like grown ass men now, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I just, it's so interesting just observing their culture because mm-hmm. I could tell that like, I mean, a lot of them are in their 40s, have kids, like, have families and stuff and it's like it it's like there's a part of them that doesn't want to let go but why of should this they? past it's not that they shouldn't i just i think part of me wonders like is is b is b-boy culture still relevant today or was b-boy culture something that was hit back then and it has since evolved into something else no but we still try to make it b-boy culture no. it's a b-boy true uh-huh elements of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me right? with it. DJ, MCing, graffiti, B boy, B girl, right? Dancing. These elements and style is the fifth element, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Style. What you wear. What you yeah. wear. All of it is is part of a culture in the like think of how hip hop has Hip hop is different from what's going on right now. Rappers, we had lyricists be, before. We had beat makers who were inventive, in the sense of it was the break beats and mm-hmm. those elements all coming together. You can't have one without the other in a sense. So it is a culture. It is a, it is a way of moving in the world. Like <clears throat> I used to say. Uh, my thoughts are like uh, our Wu-Tang. My heart beats like Miles, Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. My, but I move in a swing like uh, like uh, uh, a hip-hop beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's like Tribe. Uh, my swagger is that, right? And I love like Sade. Yep. So all these things are elements uh, together okay, in the human in the hu- yeah. human voice yeah. right like graffiti uh style uh music beats uh dancing it's all it's all part of who we right, are right. this is what we did every day mm-hmm. this is how we move through the world this is how we see the world through the lens this is how we see the world in our lenses through our eyes i mean i love it i think it's so expressive like mm-hmm. to just see people really i think this is what say it's a way of life right it is a way of life. It's not just like, oh, I go out and I like to dance. It's yeah. like it's it's a philosophy and a way of life that people take on and they express it in their style and their dancing yeah. and the way they move and the way they think. And it's I don't know. Every time I, I run into the B-boys, I love watching them do their yeah. thing. It's like seeing the cholos, right? Like you see the cholos with the low riders, yeah. and the high socks yeah. and the dickies. Mm-hmm. And you see their grandparents and they dress exactly the same way. Yep. Right. They It's just yeah. it's like uh, when you go to. Cuba, and you see the, the the kind of style of the shirts yep. that the older the men old wear. The old school Havaneras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and how everybody wears those things, 
right? So you see guys with the suit up, with the hats, mm-hmm. and that is a whole culture. And they're like reverting, yeah. Yeah, of the salsettos, they, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, being a salsetto is also a culture. Totally. Right? And yeah. how you move, it's like zoot suit culture, right? The, you know, the, told you used to wear the suits with the baggy pants that came close yep. with the, yeah. That whole thing is, is part of it's a, a culture. culture. Streetwear is a whole culture. Like, well, they call it streetwear because it's, you know, it's a, it's how they market it. Right. How but, they stole it to market it. But it's a whole vibe. It is. Like it's a real vibe. whole vibe. And it's like people are very particular because the whole concept, like what's interesting to me is like, it looks like you don't care, but you actually care. It yeah. looks like you didn't put any effort into it, but you actually put an incredible amount of effort and every piece of your outfit yeah. was coordinated yeah. to Think your about shoes. What you're wearing right now. To your shoes. Yeah. Think about what you're wearing right, right now. What you're wearing right now wouldn't exist if it wasn't for B-boy culture. Hmm. Okay. Right? Because the only people who were wearing velour were old white people on country clubs. Right. Right? In like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But now you you see you match it with some fresh Nikes right. that are crisp and white, or or have some green in it, and then it matches off your velour jumpsuit, and now you have a vibe, right? So, so true. if you have a Puma outfit, you're gonna rock your Pumas with right. the thick laces, right. right? If you Adidas, you know there's a whole acronym for Adidas. You know what the acronym is? No, what is the acronym? I never even knew it was an acronym. It's not. Oh. But we have an acronym for it. What is it? All day I dream about sex. <laughs> hey yo, did it again. Did you just make that up? Nope. <laughs> I did not. That's so it it's really interesting. I I like you're someone who's really into style. Mm-hmm. Um into fashion. My guy is really into it too. Like very intentional. Mm-hmm. It's like these go with this and don't you dare wear this with this because this and it's like I never I I guess I just never really I've never really been close to men in particular who really care about style Hmm, that's interesting it's interesting like it's or that really love to express themselves in what they wear um you know my my dad appreciates style. He actually, when he was young, he used to work at like a fine Italian goods store mm-hmm. owned by like an Italian family. And it was like really nice, like Italian linens and like suits that he mm-hmm. used to sell. And he always had like always loved women's shoe. He worked in a women's shoe department growing up too. So he loves buying my mom's shoes. Like he's very stylistically inclined, but he doesn't and necessarily. And he probably has a foot fetish. Maybe, <laughs> but he doesn't. Just saying. It sounds like it to me. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. I want to think of my dad you. like that. But, <laughs> but. Your dad, you're right. I apologize. It's parents, always weird thinking about your human. parents. Parents I know aren't human. human. But it's like, you I don't want to think g- about that. Guess what? You got here through utter osmosis. I, nobody I was happy. There was nobody having a good time. No one was you, having a good time. To bring you a into stork existence. just dropped me off on the front porch and they were like, These are your parents. You were as a Santa's gift. Santa dropped you off and yep. it's like down the chimney. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you you were just immaculate conception out of yes, thin air. Yes, actually. I yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I see how you were. You get what I'm yeah. saying. Because I love I love buying clothes. Yeah. For my girl. Uh-huh. Or and shoes. I love dressing my woman up. Love it. I think that's adorable. You know, love it. Yeah. Love it. It's the I best thing adorable. in the world. If, you know, get into some shoes that I like 
and be like, yeah, because you're gonna benefit from them. Because you have a foot fetish. <laughs> I have I have one. I have the one, face you just I made. I was one, like, you have a foot fetish. I have one weird fetish. One. Okay, what is it? Okay, this Tell is the, the only one. Air out your dirty laundry for everyone. A girl can be butt naked mm-hmm. in my bed if she's wearing, you know what I'm saying, but she has to be wearing some Tim's. What? <laughs> you and Tim's, you love a woman in Tim's. And you know what I'm saying, and with the tongue hanging out, just loose Tim's, like, and those motherfuckers knocking, knocking together. <laughs> And they just flailing in the air. Shit. What if it knocks you out? Knocks you the fuck out? Her foot just goes, no. Hits you in the head, and next thing you know, you're in the hospital. And they're like, what happened? I was having sex with my girl, and she was naked with Tim's on. The only way that somebody's getting hit with Tim's in the head is her, because I'm going to have those motherfuckers by her earlobes. Oh my God. Those Tim's are going to look like (laughs) earrings. Like, she got earrings? Those, oh, look at those. Those are some fresh Tim <laughs> earrings. Some heavy-ass Tim's is you know, earrings. Heavy-ass, you know, just like... She only is, got the, you know, that's interesting. That's a very particular fetish. It's not a like, fetish. Not fetish, but like, you know, people are usually like, oh, Thought? feet, hands, whatever. But mm-hmm. you're, you, this was like very specific. You want to you hear something interesting? I had a conversation with a friend okay, just recently about this. I don't know what where women got this form of sexy from that there are now where you see where they're half-ass dressed and they're showing their asses and these you know what does half-ass dress mean to you like they're these super short skirts and things like that right Mm -hmm. when we were growing up Mm -hmm. a b-girl would have baggy clothes on yeah she'll be wearing like a a track suit right and she'll be sexy she'd be wearing a velour suit yeah like and she'd be sexy Mm-hmm. sexy as fuck just like damn or she's wearing these baggy jeans and this oversized rayon shirt and this oversized jacket right think of all the women how would her hair and her makeup be uh she'll have hoop earrings mm-hmm. yeah it's or the door hoop. knockers or she'll be uh back in my day there was uh they had uh things they called waterfall or this little mushroom top thing it was weird but <laughs> mushroom yeah top it, was, it was it was strange okay. But it's the hoops that make it. Yeah, but they would dress. They would be nice, yeah. natural. They wouldn't be. There's too much makeup now. Yeah, women wear way too much makeup now. I think now it's it's. I think we have actually moved into an era where women are wearing a lot more makeup than they ever used to. They look like drag queens, and they're also. But it's also like a nat. It's a natural look. It's a natural makeup look, but almost too extreme. Does that make sense? Now, what I'm seeing now is this this the it's artistic contouring for stage yes yes the contouring is out of this world it's so they're putting on makeup and using makeup that Mm -hmm. is used for stage makeup to present a certain way right because you have to see it from a Mm -hmm. distance and but they're walking they're thinking that this is the presentation Mm -hmm. this this the the highlights on the nose the uh that the twinkle colored shimmer on the nose and they they make they make lines and you can tell that it's tons of work. Yeah. Like aesthetically it looks great if it's on the screen. Right. But it doesn't sweat well. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't sweat well in real life. And the style has changed too to where clothing, what's sexy right now is a lot more form fitting. Mm-hmm. 
like fitted to your body than it is baggy and kind of like grunge. Yeah, but I'm you know? saying that we we saw sexy even when a woman didn't have wasn't showing a bunch of curves. Right. Right. right? But now it's different. But it looks it looked good. Like a woman would show her midriff, right? Yeah. So you can tell she had a small waist, but she still had baggy pants. Right. I think that's the allure. Yeah. That's what that's what makes it right. Yeah. Because it's like a woman who wears baggy pants, but they're kind of sitting right below the waist, and she's got a, t- a small waist and mm-hmm. maybe like a baggy shirt, but it's a little crop top. Yeah. So it like shows her midriff, so you can tell like, oh, homegirl's got a flat flat stomach. You know, a flat stomach, nice curves, mm-hmm. but she's rocking the baggy pants. Yeah. You yeah. know. Whereas now, oh my god, one of the the. I don't know if this was like the most popular top in 2020, but it drives me freaking insane. You know the ones, and I've seen a lot of guys actually do TikTok videos where they're imitating women wearing them, where they use toilet paper. You mm. know the ones that like literally just cover your boobs and then go, it's almost like a halter top, mm-hmm. but it's like a halter and then one one piece of fabric comes over to cover your breasts yeah. and then the yeah. other, We've seen that. and it's an open back. Yeah. Drives me insane. Just because it just holds. It just looks weird. It looks weird. Like some women, it looks okay, but like it's just a strange piece. I don't know why. Every time I see it, I'm like, you really think that's sexy? You want to? You want to hear something crazy about? Like, I think a girl wearing a short skirt Uh can be sexy and Mm -hmm. can be trashy all at the same time, depending on how they style it. Right? Depending on how they style it. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it depends on how you can styling. you can you can pull off being sexy and classy in anything, in anything. But it's all about how you style it. On how you style it. Yeah. So th- this is the issue that I have with how us as masses think, right? Okay. So women get butt injections because they think men like it, or they think, or they're comparing themselves to women, other women. Because we don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I had this whole conversation with a friend yesterday. <clears throat> we don't like it. Yeah. We don't like this fake ass you thing. You don't like BBLs? No, this fake ass thing. We don't like yeah, it. Yeah, BBLs, Brazilian butt lifts. Yeah, we don't like it. No, it's, it's not. It Matter of fact, it doesn't look natural because it doesn't, it doesn't. fit. It doesn't fit the thigh. The bot, yeah. Yeah. That's why people always say that you can spot a woman with a BBL because her thighs don't touch. It's not even that. I can. I, this is the perfect way to spot, uh, spot a BBL. If her, uh, if you look at her thigh sideways, mm-hmm. if her hamstrings are flat and her uh, her quads are small, also, but her ass is this big, it's would, a BBL. It's, it has to be because the quad, the hamstrings have to. They're all working together, mm-hmm. right? You can't just have a big butt and not no hamstrings or quads. Mm-hmm. They all go together. Yeah. This is why you see girls who have, like, if you look on straight on, mm-hmm. they have nice size thigh, but their their hips are narrow. Yeah. But when they turn around, their ass is rounder. Yep. But then you can do that. You can accentuate that by you know arching your back. Arching your back. And yeah. then doing a step out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. This, what is it? I know exactly what you mean because I, I have d- a big ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ron said he had a big ass. For those of you who missed that. Hey, you can't nail a tech with a. Can't another spike with a tack hammer. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so we don't like this is, and this is another thing. Women, Are you generalizing though? Because some men do like BBLs. We do no, no, they you've, don't. You've surveyed all the men. No, out listen, there. like <laughs> this whole. I wish y'all would stop with this generalizing shit. 
Y'all have to stop that because most people, y'all, most, y- listen, I'm not, ge- you can generalize men because we've been generalized all the time. That's true. Right? Or men assholes. Okay. You can generalize it all you want to mm-hmm. because we're not, we're not, we, we don't have any right. game in that. It's like, okay, that's how you feel. That's how you feel. Right? You could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Just like I can be wrong. Right. So I'm generalizing. Well, if, but I'm not saying us, you know, saying the women that we know, we're talking about out there. Right. Right. These, this, this, this trend doesn't look good. What's the trend? The BBL trend? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look good. It looks whack. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks so bad. And you're putting yourself at danger for not us. Right? right. You think you're doing it for you think you're doing it for men to be attracted to you. Do you know most men aren't looking at we look at women in Instagram and mm-hmm, who have mm-hmm. nice bodies mm-hmm, in Instagram, mm-hmm. but we're not wanting those women like that. I actually so I'm really interested in on this topic because y'all follow some Instagram baddies like crazy all day long, mm-hmm. right? Like the physique, the aesthetic of like the body of a woman's body of like so a woman who's in the gym all the time she's yes. posting these selfies in a bikini yeah she's got a big ass because she works out all the time she's mm-hmm. you know got her whatever she's like got her style her streetwear fashion and she has a whole curated instagram around this yes so it's like those women have a shit ton of male followers yeah but y'all say you don't want them but you're always liking their shit. Like that's what's so interesting to me is like. Do you like uh, when you have you ever liked something but didn't want it? Yeah. Have you thought something was pretty but still didn't want yeah. it? Yeah. It's the same thing. So really, like those women put themselves in a position where they're appreciated for what they for their bodies, but no one actually, but like no one wants to. Some them. of them do, but you can tell the ones that are doing it. So there's the fitness ones. Right. They're promoting their brand. Right, right, right. Right. But then you have ones that are just, you know, destroying their fat asses just, you know, to get clout. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To get popular. And they're doing it to feed the woman's ego, uh, feed their ego. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, saying you're doing it, feed your, feed your ego. It's like the simp saying, Ooh, you look good, girl. How you doing? So now you have an inflated idea of yourself, right? Because all these men are in your DMs because mm-hmm. they think you, they like your fat ass, right? There'd be a girl who has her hips are like this is a yard wide, right? Mm-hmm. And sticks out in another two feet, you know, with a little bitty waist. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, you say yes, yeah, in tights. But when you get out, it's all deformed, jelly rolled, like. <laughs> You know what I've actually seen? Um, one of the styles that's really popular right now is waist beads. Yeah, oh, that's been, it's been around forever. It's been around, but it's coming back. I see a lot of women. Black women, right? Yeah, wear yeah. waist beads. Mm-hmm. What is it? Like, what? what's the appeal? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an indigenous style from Africa. But it's coming back. It's been around. It's, it hasn't it's come, been around. It hasn't come back. Uh, it's it's only come back to people who are new to black woke culture, but it's already been it's been around. I'm seeing a lot of Gen Z black women wear them yeah, because it's been around for literally ever. A lot of yeah, and you 
you, you keep I went it on. like I went to a heels event last week that my friend Edith was teaching. She's mm-hmm. a dancer out in LA and she's dope. And she taught a class. We danced to. Um, we all pretended we were Beyonce's backup singers mm-hmm. or backup dancers in Coachella. It was really fun. Um, so anyway, I attended the event and it was like a. It was a whole workshop. And look it up real quick. I think it there's was, a fertility symbol. Really? Waist yeah. beads? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I was getting to know a lot of the women that were there. A lot of them were black, some of them were Latina. Mm-hmm. And almost every other black woman had waist beads on. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up because now I'm interested in knowing. I thought maybe like the waist beads kind of signified like what crystals signify to people. Like they have like healing properties or something. Mm-hmm. Some Ghana, Nigeria, and Senegal. Yeah. West Africa countries. What is the purpose of waist beads? Symbol of fertility. Um, waist beads are commonly used to gauge changes in weight. Rather than to step on a scale, people can use waist beads to stay aware of weight gain or weight loss in the abdomen. It's it's a the beads are a symbol of fertility, femininity, sensuality, and spiritual well being. Oh wow. That's beautiful. I feel like if I were to start wearing waist beads though, it would be appropriating. Oh, okay. Then you just, you know, you talk to, do you want to wear waist beads? Um, you know you don't take them off, right? Ever? You don't take them off. You wear them under everything. Really? Mm-hmm. You never take them off? You don't take them you off. You shower in them. You, do, you sleep some, in them. Some people do, You go yeah. to the beach in them. Yeah, you never, you don't take them off. Huh. I hear, I see an ep, or not an episode. I see an article here that says that they they're making a comeback as a way of empowering young young girls entering womanhood, celebrating rich culture. Okay. They are made of glass, crystal, stone, wood, or even metal. People like Beyonce, Kylie Jenner, and Lupita Nyong'o have been spotted wearing a version of these mesmerizing jewels wrapped around the midriff. Yeah. The waist bead is an ancient African technology all at once a dormant, a waist and weight management tool, an ancient skill, and a mindfulness tool. Interesting. Isn't that dope? That's beautiful. Anyway, I was just curious about that. Yeah. But going back to this whole Instagram baddie talk that we were just having just like there's there's some promoting and but yeah you also have to understand this this is a way to promote themselves to get hired because a lot of these women are for sale not all of them but a lot of them are for sale does does it do you understand what that means for sale like they're trying to they're trying to use their platform as a means to like market different brands or their bodies are literally okay to sell sex Mm -hmm. to get bought by you know or you know somebody in the industry mm-hmm. or Dubai or what they call, they call them uh, uh, porta potties. What? Yeah, they call these women who on Instagram, they find these women, send them over to Dubai, pay them $50,000 a day to do the most heinous things. What? To them. Yeah. Who's doing heinous things to them? These men who are paying them is Dubai kind of like Amsterdam in that there's no, no, no. red light no, or no, no, the no, red no. light districts like no, it's legal? Dubai. Or? It's, it's, uh, it's, no, Dubai is Shia law, but these women come over here and they'll have sex with, a, you know, one of the sons to lose his virginity uh, or an old man or, you know, some of them even poop uh, 
and pee on you. So some of these men poop and pee on them. And <laughs> what is happening right now? Where did you learn this? Look it up. Uh, look it up. Porta potties of Dubai right now. Oh my god! Look it up. So, so you're saying that th- th- these are working women a lot of times. But again, what I'm saying is. We see these things and you're like, oh, why are you looking at this girl online? You know what I'm saying? And, but we don't ne- necessarily want to deal with that kind of energy, right? Oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> Y'all, the first article that came up when I, when I typed in Porter Body Dubai, rich men in Dubai are pooping on Instagram models. <laughs> what the Told you. fuck? What is wrong with our world? This is nuts you want to hear the crazy part about it this is crazy you know this is from a blog called traveling jezebel yeah do you want to hear something (laughs) even crazier about it what so when they when a lot of them get to dubai yeah and they get you know they get paid 50 sometimes they can make a hundred to a million dollars over there doing this Uh uh-huh right and but they can't take the money back because they know how much money they came with how much money you registered and they right. put you in. Right. You have to go through customs. They see you have racks and racks and racks and racks of money. And like, how did you get this money? Right? So they confiscate the money and put the person in jail. What? Sheila. They put the person who made you go? The person or they put the model in jail. The, the model. They, the model will go to jail sometimes. So how many Instagram models are in jail right now? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Because of this. Uh, a lot of them lose their money and... Uh, get sent home and they even lose their money so a lot of them go to the shops and buy gold bags and things like that and they can take that with them then they turn those things in or they can uh, have an account that they can get into they open up account in dubai in dubai and they put they put a certain amount of money in because you can't put fifty thousand dollars all at one time yeah so it's a it's a lot of things that they can't you know that they don't think about when this fast money is happening too Wow. Yeah, I was just skimming this article and it, it's not so it's it's the article was clarifying. It's not the paid promoters on Instagram who get paid to like promote brands no. and style. It's no. like it's the models, the Instagram quote unquote models that don't get paid from the platform. Exactly. But they have like booking inquiry links on their pages mm-hmm. and they somehow still like are really wealthy and have access to all this yeah. to this lifestyle. So, yeah, I mean it's another work. It's another way of sex work. Yeah. It's another and I form don't, of sex I don't, work. I'm not shaming. I don't want to feel like I'm shaming them right. for doing sex work. But understand that a lot of times these women are we see something that looks nice, but we don't want to deal with what comes with it a lot of times too. Yeah. Right? I don't want my girl to be showing her ass on on Instagram and bending over every five seconds for Instagram in my you know for my yeah. woman right yeah. she can have a nice face shot things classy. like that but you know if she's you know bouncing if she's like that was it called big bank where she jumps around and she shakes her ass in front of the camera mm-hmm. listen baby stop it stop with the TikTok yeah stop with the TikTok <laughs> stop that's it's that's ridiculous <laughs> and you're only doing it for attention from the opposite sex right and women who wear th- these clothes and posters like well i don't do it for men you're lying you're doing it for men you're lying you yeah. got that fat ass 
and that goes back to that big ass mm-hmm. thing. You're not doing it for men. Yeah. You're doing it for clout and you're doing it because you see other women. Peer pressure. It's all the things. Right? Yeah. Peer pressure. And you don't want to work. And I still think that we get, we, I still think we label things as sexual empowerment that actually aren't empowering. Because I feel like sexual empowerment is an understanding of how you as a woman have capacity to experience pleasure mm-hmm. and less about what you bring to the table sexually mm. for someone else's pleasure. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's still being done yeah. for the male's gain, mm-hmm. for his benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they you know, some women often don't think that men have this in our in our lexicon. Right. Like how many fat men do you see on magazines? Not a lot. Name one. I can't. Because there isn't, right? Yeah. When they're showing that burger and a skinny girl is eating it, are they doing that to women or are they doing that to men? To women. Men. Huh, explain. Because men are the ones eating that burger with the beef and the juicy. They're advertising towards men. We're getting duped in. Saying you can have a hot blonde chick. Yeah, it's like, well, look at this. Look at this hot blonde. <laughs> look at this hot woman that you can't have. But guess what you can't have? This burger. This burger. <laughs> you see what? I'm, you see how it how it flips the script? Oh, marketing psychology is wild. Yeah, it's everybody thinks it's a bit. This is the issue. Women think everything's about them. Uh huh. Because it and is. it's about <laughs> and it's about us and how they're pitting and marketing mm-hmm. against our own frailties. Right. It's all against our. It's it's literally the. It's all. It capitalizes on our insecurities. Yeah. And that's how they make money. I heard something wild. What? Today. So woke this whole woke activism thing mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, a certain community, say the trans community, how they're you know up in arms about David Chappelle and yeah. all these other things. Yeah. Damn, they're all up in, break. Up, up in arms about this thing, right? But it's only certain people and not all trans people feel like that, but it they blanket trans with now the pronouns and the fluids and mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they blanket all those things together, right? But we have to understand that this is a trend and when it all is said and done, who's gonna be blamed for the transitioning of children put on by the state? Who's gonna get blamed for those things when these children get 18 and 19 and is like, I cut off my chest to be a boy and I don't really want to be a boy anymore because it was popular then damn wait right because to be trans there's there's it's a medical issue not a uh, 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 choice issue mm-hmm. it's dysphoria it's a psychological issue but now we're treating it like it's I can just do it because I want to that it's a bigger change it's a there's a whole thought process that nobody's looking at. Right. Right. And so the this is the thing. They're saying in uh, in uh, economics, marketing, things like invest in trans uh, gen, uh, trans surgeries because it's going to be a billion dollar industry. Yo, should we buy stock? But you How see, can you buy stock for that? <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You see what I mean? 
Yeah, they're that, predicting that it's going to be, yeah. So, I mean, plastic surgeons are going to make, it's interesting because I think there is going to be a switch where before yeah. it was like, oh, you know, instead of a boob job or butt lift, it's like, it's the, a lot of the money is going to be coming from. Yeah, it went from rhinoplasty yeah. to uh, a boob, it was uh-huh. boob implants and rhinoplasty. Mm-hmm. Now it's ass implants. Yeah. And so this is this industry is getting it's like, oh, now we can charge for transitioning for people who are twelve. And fifteen. I mean, there's gotta be legal implications to that. Like no one can just have Yo, surgery at twelve unless their parents give consent. Young lady. Your parents have to give consent. The state owns your kids. And if you say you're not down with it, then you are in you are now in the endangering of the child. The state doesn't own you. Every time you have to go, okay, I'm, you have to sign, legal guardians have to sign shit before people under 18 can like do certain things. Look it up. Okay, I'll look it up. Maybe. This is why you have. I'm not that invested yeah, in the topic, but this, maybe. This, but this is a human topic about the relationship between oneself on on something that the gravitas of changing mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. and your whole physiology. Yeah. To where these young women are not being able to have kids anymore because the hormones they take. These young men are uh, stunting their self to where they can. Like, I know there's trans kids out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But there's- to blanket everything into. It's like, so I, I'm defending it as a black person and how it looks through a black person's lens on what happens to us as black people. Or say you're Latino, how people indoctrinate themselves into your culture. Mm-hmm. Like one young lady from Denmark, she got stomach injections, uh, these uh, melanin injections to darken her skin because she wants to be, she said she feels that she's black. And she went to look like Pamela Anderson at first. Then, so she got all her face done, nose, and this huge, ridiculous rack like ridiculous like it looks odd and she's got melanin she's got the injections to darken her skin to where she's this table black as a white woman because she wants to be black interesting where do you you read all this can you say anything about that right like i look at them like whoa whoa like you that's not how it works but is it can it work? Should I just like oh, it's, you know? I don't know. I I I don't know what the future holds for. Because you can now stop taking injections and yeah. you can turn back, but so there's ramifications. Like you can be this, but then you can play this card yeah. when it suits you, right? Right. And thinking about what are the ramifications? Like let's look deeply into it. Like we talked about hip hop t- today, right? Right. You saw these older men who are indoctrinated into this culture because they are hip hop, right? It's like they're 40, 50 years old. Sometimes you even see 65 years old popping. Oh, yeah. Still. There's one guy I see around town all the time. He always wears overalls. Yeah. He rides his bike. Yep. And he got his hat on. He has yep. a tie dye. Yeah. He wears a lot of tie dye. Yeah. He kills it on the dance floor. Yeah. And he's, you know, out there popping. He's in yeah. his 50s. Yep. Right. So then you, but you also see DJs. Some of these DJs are 50 and 60 years mm-hmm. old too, right? Old school mixes and there's a lot out there. So true. You know? That is so true. It really, it, 
it makes me curious as to where we're headed as a society, right? With like being able to just kind of flippantly say like, I identify as this, I am this, I want to be this, I, mm-hmm. I can be this, I have access to this now. And like I found out it's sexist to call women females. Oh, you just found that out? Yeah, like you, <laughs> you can't call a woman a female. Like, what's it? Say, hey, look at those females. You can't say that. I so when a man, when I hear a man call a woman a female, I do have, a, I feel a certain way about it. But you, but do you call men males also? I call them men because that's what they are. But they're also they're a boy. But they're also males, right? They are males. To me, the I think. The, so I don't woman, know how to explain so it. Woman, I think so, the men. Okay, mm-hmm. the men who use female. Oh, okay. They usually use it in a way that is pretty. Um, what's the word I'm looking Derogatory. for? Derogatory and or patronizing. I've never heard someone be like, that female's really nice. I've always, but I have heard female used in the instance like, man, these females be fucking crazy. That's, I've heard it in that instant. But I have never heard a guy say, you know what, that female is very beautiful and charming and intelligent and smart and wonderful. Okay. Never. Women is crazy. it's almost like, no, but just listen to me. You can't say no, because women- Listen to me. I feel like- Bitches be crazy. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is- Bitches. I've typically heard female used in a mm. negative way that's criticizing women. And so when a guy refers to a woman as a female, I'm yeah. kind of like, mm. So you so basically you're taking two words, female, uh-huh. and crazy or whatever the what is it the verb not the the adjective, right? Right, right, right. And putting it together, so female is now related to all adjective negative adjectives. How does I've, that never, make sense? I've never heard it. How does that make sense? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I understand that women get mad about female because it's pertaining to biology. No, I mean, some, I, th- I could you know see how you, some would get upset I mean? about that. Yeah, I think I've only experienced, I've, uh, I should just speak from personal experience. Mm-hmm. The times As a that I. female? I've, the times that I've heard, I don't get mad because I'm a I female. I am a female. Yeah. But I think the times that I've heard a man speak and use the word female, it's been in a way that's derogatory, derogatory or patronizing. And mm-hmm. that's why I have an issue with it because yeah. it so, it's a way of making women, once again, mm-hmm. be less than in, in their eyes. Okay. Uh, but you know what's making you feel less than in a man's eyes, right? What? Your attitude. Because it can feel the same way for men, for women to men, right? If you have a... Why does my attitude have a problem? Like, what? Because if you have an attitude and it's aggressive and it's nasty, and I was like, females be tripping, there's a reason, there's a reason why the tripping is there. There's not, you know, I'm not going to say females, 
and nothing else. Mm-hmm. If you tripping, if I call you, oh, women be tripping. Yeah, but it's 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 generalizing and saying all females. No, we're talking about this group. Yeah, but of females. It's more than that. I don't know how to explain it. No, but try it because you know the thing it is. It makes me feel a certain way. I I'm sure some women out there don't care. No, I, I understand that. I want you to I feel the way you want to feel. I personally categorize a, when I hear someone use the word female. Mm-hmm. I typically don't consider them a man. Okay. I consider them a boy. So, uh, so, so I judge the hell out of them. So, <laughs> but you see what you did there, right? You took a man and turning him into something beneath you, which is a child. So that's what they are. And you're a female, but we didn't say you're a girl. I mean, you're making good points. Right, we didn't say you were, you know, saying you were. But I stand. On what you stand where for. Where I stand. Females be tripping, man. <laughs> what, is the, what is the better way to say it then? If we want to say a woman, uh, a person is off kilter. Off kilter. <laughs> uh, 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 Caddy wampus, if you will, in her in her attitude, in in one's attitude. I should say that. Oh, this woman. They they are caddy. They them are caddy wampus in they them's attitude. Caddy wampus. <laughs> oh my god mm. uh, she seems a little set aback <laughs> I don't know what you know what what do we what can what what is allowed because this is the this is the know. question because when we start gatekeeping mm-hmm. like I'm gatekeeping yeah. on her the woman wanted to be black and she was a white woman who's yeah. died herself yeah you're She's like no died, you ain't. died herself right I'm gatekeeping in yeah. that sense uh like because then you can say, who cares, right? Yeah. It's not my cares? problem if you want to do that. Let her be her. Like, if somebody wants to have 15 different pronouns, who cares? It's not my problem. I think the it's a, it's a catch-22 because I think the issue that we're getting into is mm-hmm. like, while yes, there is more freedom for people to identify as they choose to and what makes them feel authentic mm-hmm. in their own skin, it's also be, we're becoming obsessed as a society with identity politics. And now this is becoming a whole thing and it will continue to be a thing where we will always strongly be attached to how we identify. Mm. And so everything is always going to be based on how we identify versus how we are in the world and relate to each other just regardless of the color of our skin or whether we're a male or a woman or whether we're working class or middle class or whatever. Like, I think we're becoming so particular and so obsessed with the nuances of identity mm-hmm. that we're all like, we're all like our own little islands of identity. Yeah. You it's like, oh, I'm Latina, but I'm, it's like, it, it, we're going to have to start introducing ourselves with every disclaimer, not even disclaimer, with every identity possible before we can even have a conversation with yeah. someone. You, the, the interesting thing is, is what people don't understand about identity politics and all this stuff mm-hmm. is that it's being manipulated manipulated and ran by a system 100% to capitalize off, off your of dollars. You. Yes. And if they can get you younger, mm-hmm. they will. Mm-hmm. And disenfranchise the family as much. this is coming from being African American in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
and how men are being pushed out their homes and women getting sex, uh, section eight housing and they're not allowing men to live in those houses. If they do have a man in the house, they're getting kicked out of that home. Hmm. They cannot have a man. It's like if I'm going to be, so if the right. state is going to be husband, you can't have anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the state is going to do the same thing. When I say the state, United, right. whatever, the state is going is doing the same thing to you and our children. They capitalize off of my identity and you know, and they the capitalize off of everyone Latino, identity. white, yeah. all of us, and they're also capitalizing off of the dualities of our own biases. And we freaking fall for it. And so we we contribute we perpetuate it is what it does and woke and dream culture is once we understand it is doing more harm than good because we're opening up more doors to people who have really base attitudes or things right the kkk kkk and uh uh racist ideologies ideas aren't going away no. Right, because they have a freedom to speak it if they choose. They can be taught it. Mm-hmm. They can be interested and whatever. If mm-hmm. that's what y'all want to do, yeah, you want to do, yeah. Right, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, somebody doesn't like me for just being black. I don't care, but I understand yeah. that it does hurt me. But all I can do is protect myself in those situations. Have you ever have you watched the show White Lotus on HBO? I don't believe I have. It's really interesting. You should watch it. It's 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 an interesting commentary on the exploitation that exists on all levels of class mm-hmm. and also identity. And so it's um like one of the char- so for example, one of the characters in the show is a Gen Z mm-hmm. um young teen. Um, this whole series takes place on a resort in Hawaii. And so she comes from like a wealthy white family. She's bringing her mixed friend. I think she's like half black, half native on this, on this family trip to Hawaii. This friend is like the kind of friend that like got into college on a scholarship and like didn't Mm -hmm. have the financial means to actually afford this college, but like is there Mm -hmm. by the grace of Right, by the grace of God, right? It's like mm-hmm. one of those one of those stories where she's like, I couldn't afford it, but I got in. And so she's living out her experience through the eyes of like how white people exploit the hell out of native land, culture, um, nature. Mm-hmm. And she's seeing it through the eyes of her rich friend. Mm. Her rich friend is friends with her mm-hmm. because she has she kind of has clout mm-hmm. as a Gen Z who appears to be woke mm-hmm. and appears to be sexually liberated and woke and always talking about like how like this and that is canceled because it's so like misogynistic or whatever or racist or whatever but she actually is still benefiting she's benefiting from the very system Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to just see all these dynamics play out with the different characters and how they like how they kind of are on the spectrum of like identity so white lotus right white lotus yeah and it comes back to that point you made which is like the system's capitalizing off of all of us yeah it's 
it's just like it's uh, exploiting everyone. Yeah, and to keep us to keep us separated, just like w- Democrats and Republicans are the same. They're just not different. Different masks. The, then they're not even wearing masks. They just have. <laughs> That's true. They just have two mascots. <laughs> uh, uh, an a elephant do- and a donkey. And, and, a, and an elephant and a donkey. Two mascots. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Because where do they work? In the same place. Where do they work? Together. Whose agendas? Whoever has the most money. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not. There's, it's just one system. Yeah. Right? It's one system. You know what I'm saying? To the republic for which it stands. The republic is the system. Mm-hmm. That's it. Not a democracy. The republic is the system. Everything else, people like Republicans, leftists, and rightists, the pendulum swings. I know. You know, and it's and that you said it swung this way really far, right? With uh, so-called misogyny. Mm-hmm. Then it's now swinging to the other side with misandry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the female version of. <laughs> Misandry. It's called misandry. The female, the the feminine version of, of misogyny. Misogyny is misandry, and it's swinging to the other side. You want all the benefits, none of the work, but you want the men to stay the same and not change. But you want all the benefits without doing anything. Yep. Right. But there's yeah. I mean, I think I I think what we continue to be fooled by a system we think that the system is actually looking out for us but it's really not and it's looking out for all of us because it's paying them yes but it's not it doesn't Mm -hmm. actually like it goes back to my my um my thoughts around the news yeah like the news makes money Mm -hmm. off of your fear Mm -hmm. and that's what it's supposed to do yeah. Do you ever notice in a news segment, they literally spend the whole time talking about every fucking tragedy in the world that happened that day mm-hmm. and then leave you with like a two minute feel good story at the end. Yeah. You hear That's something? on purpose. Yeah. You want to hear something else? What? So I grew up in the time where TV stopped. There was no TV after a certain time. Mm. Television did not exist after a certain time. Then we had the 24 hour news cycle. Mm-hmm. 24 hour news cycle. What that does is tells you is this. N- news has now become entertainment. Yeah. And not news. It's not news. Because now you, you're you making things up. To, I'm going to tell, well, these... tell you, I'm going to tell you a, a prime set. News is entertainment because basically these big conglomerates, like these companies, these media product, these networks make money mm-hmm. off of what sells. What's going to sell? Fear. Mm-hmm. I'm so you if great. you are a news channel mm-hmm. who has a little ticker on the bottom of your network saying mm-hmm. how many people have died from COVID and it just continues to update you on every single COVID thing, you're going to make more money because people are going to be tuned into that shit. Yeah. Then if you're a news network that's talking about how many people survived from COVID today. Yeah. You want to hear something? Notice how when it, we yeah. were taught when COVID was so prevalent, it was yeah. always about how many deaths there were and not about how many people actually mm-hmm. survived Mm-hmm. COVID. Yeah. Like, this is the shit that we think. It's an uptick and everybody's dying. Everybody? Everybody? Even, it's like, so you say 95% of one co- uh, one area is vaccinated, but they're running out of hospital beds and 50% of the population is dying from COVID. 
how is that possible when you have, when the vaccine is supposed to help every goddamn body? Yeah, it's a whole. It's I'm all give you selling exa- you something. I'm gonna give you a crazy example of the, how the news is is like this. So I was watching the news. This is when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it was talking about cool, uh, orange juice. Orange juice is bad for you. The acid is bad for your stomach and your teeth. Orange juice. Yeah. The anti the antioxidants are. Orange juice is bad for you because it will destroy your teeth and your stomach acid. That's what they're talking about on the news. Orange juice went down. Of course. Okay. Everybody started investing in orange juice because it's low. Next, you know, in the next couple months, orange juice is good for fertility. <laughs> so orange juice was all great for male fertility. Men should have this many glasses of orange juice, blah, 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 blah. That blah, was blah, the blah. same propaganda with milk. Yes. That's yes. the same thing. All of these freaking dairy farmers across America, mm-hmm. they weren't actually making a shitload, but the companies that they were that they were working for were making a shitload of money because of all of this propaganda around how dairy milk is actually really good for your health. Let me tell you right now, there is not one human <laughs> on this planet that actually has a tolerance for dairy. I really believe that none of us have a tolerance for dairy. We eat it, we consume it. I don't think our bodies have a tolerance for it. Do you know what happens to our bodies as we grow up? So when we're babies, we have a-, a Our mother's milk. Yeah, but we also have a gene that can break down to the lactate. Yeah, it's like an enzyme. Yeah, that yeah. can break down the lactate. Just like cows and every other mammal yeah. that grows up, that gene stops at a certain time. And we shouldn't, we don't drink any milk anymore. Grown cows don't drink milk anymore. Just like people. Why do humans? And then <laughs> I said to something to somebody that like, I told them I tasted breast milk because it's fucking delicious. <laughs> it tastes like honeydew melon, but <laughs> it's like a honeydew with uh, uh, avocado, but greasy like avocado because the, the colostrum is kind of greasy. Okay. But it tastes I like know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I've had it. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, so when you when it comes to your time and you and you do one of the you, you do one of these and you get a little on your finger and you look around, make sure nobody <laughs> looking at you. And you do one of I these. I taste it. Just to make sure it's it's warm, not too warm for and, the baby. And you like and you're like <laughs> Delicioso. <laughs> yum 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 yum. That was from uh, Dora the Explorer. You're ridiculous. Right? And you like, yo, when I taste it, I'm like, damn, this is good. Because it's sweet. Uh-huh. Because it's honeydew. Mm-hmm. And it's greasy, but it's, it tastes pretty good. I'm like, dang. Guess what humans should be? And I told somebody that. So are you that, promoting the I told somebody that. Yeah, hell yeah. Milk. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I told somebody that, and they're like, that's gross. I'm like, you realize you drink the pus-filled ridden teat. <laughs> from a cow from a cow who's not even the same species yeah. as you and then you talk about you know saying the the milk that comes from humans is disgusting. is disgusting are you shitting me also that milk sustained your life in the first and it gives you, of your life. And, and it still can give you antibodies yeah antibodies and every nutrient you needed to yeah. survive yeah i'd rather drink breast milk than i would regular milk any day yeah you know and guess what and i'm a horrible person almond milk you can tell me almond milk it's like oh almond milk wastes a lot of water so what almond milk does waste a lot of water i don't care 
We're just, I think here's the thing, no matter where we turn, we're contributing to climate chaos regardless. And it's not, I'm not saying, so don't be conscious of what you're consuming. But what I am saying is like, I'm gonna become an Eritarian. We, we have gotten ourselves so deep into, and this is a whole nother topic, but we really have gotten ourselves so deep into climate chaos. Mm-hmm. The fact that this week was 75 degrees yeah. And there were tornadoes in different parts of Missouri. Mm-hmm. I went on a run. Remember that day was really windy? Yeah. It was insanely windy. I went on a run and I looked at the sky and I was like, this is eerie. This is like tornado weather. You've never been here? when this- Middle of December, bro. Dude, I've lived here all my life. 75 degrees in the middle of December. I was playing basketball. In the Midwest. Yeah. I was playing basketball. Tornadoes Listen, touching ground. I was playing basketball. That's not normal. It is normal. It's not normal. It is normal. It's more normal than you can possibly. Again, you see what you did there? That is a bias given to you by media. No, that's not a bias given to you by media. Listen, that is the. F- no, listen to this. Listen, to, I'm just. I apologize for cutting you off, but this is a fact. All right. There's a hole in the ozone layer, right? Mm-hmm. You know about this. Yeah. Do you know it's every five years? No. It closes, and opens every five years. Every, five years on a dime do you know the climate also from being in climate studies you know, for four and a half five years of, of you know four and a half years of school i witnessed growing up days warmer than this it was 75 degrees i was probably 10 mm-hmm. and i played basketball in, in shorts in december january motherfucker january february cold as balls i know it's the worst but those are usually the worst months for missouri right those are always they're always the worst worst months for missouri literally january and february feel like an eternity for me every year and but december is never like that here it's yeah it's not it you're right it's never but it's not 75 either but it was it was 75 five years ago it was like 75 on wednesday and then it was 15 degrees the next day that's what's wild when I was, I was, like I said, I was like nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I was nine or 10 and I was playing basketball, 75 degrees outside in December on Christmas. I was doing crossovers at the, at, mm-hmm. in the park. Right. Two days later we had two feet of snow. It's so crazy. Right. That's crazy. Shit. We've always had these things yeah. like it. Like, you know, I understand there is climate change and the c- contribution of us wasting so much land and how we do things is stupid right we can be better at it we can utilize energies you say renewable energy source energy sources better right there's technology that we can do but we don't do because what's the bottom line money hey because Moolah. there's a gravitational that field cash. that moves to everything yeah that can power everything yeah there's a, a radio wave they don't want to that power that yeah. can power everything. They were talking about this actually on Brilliant Idiots. I think Andrew Schultz was making Schultzy. Schultzy. I love that dude too. <laughs> um, he was making a really good point where he was like, "Yeah, like all these countries try to promote like cleaner energy sources, but then they basically go steal the energy from other countries." Mm-hmm. And so it's like, "Yeah, let's like go green in 2022," and it's like this. Basically, it's just this facade because really what you're going to do is just steal resources from another country, which is going to put them in a in a in like climate chaos. We see it. 
and we see it all the time and this is how it happens. And so it's like, I'm not sitting here saying that like, that climate justice uh, propaganda isn't also toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think, I think it goes back to the same thing. Like it, you, whatever you are promoting, there is an agenda behind everything. Yeah. And, and it, sometimes that agenda is not what you think it is. Right, right, right. And so it's like, to me, it's like one of the most important things that I ever heard in college, <laughs> there's one thing I took away from my college experience, was a professor told me one time, told my class one time, always add et cetera at the end of every news source that you read from. Yeah, it's true. Look, look for, uh, there's an energy source. It's a, it's a nuclear energy source called thorium. Whoa, that sounds epic. Yeah, thorium was around before they used uh, what they use. Thorium? Yeah, what they use now, right? Thorium is in most things. Gra- you know, the ground has thorium in it, right? The only difference in thorium energy is that when there's no more heat or no more energy or it shuts down, it goes back to its inert phase place, right? Mm-hmm. And its waste is less toxic. The reason that they didn't use thorium is because they couldn't weaponize it. Interesting. Right? So if you can't weaponize it, if so since they didn't weaponize, they can't weaponize yeah. it, then they didn't want to use that they clean. They can't capitalize it. Because it, it. It, it didn't use a lot of steam. Yeah. It didn't use a lot of water. And when, if there's a nuclear shutdown, it goes right back to its inert state. It said, okay, I just looked it up. Why is thorium not used? It's actually more abundant in nature than uranium. Mm-hmm. It's for it, it is fertile rather than fissile and can only be used as a fuel in conjunction with a fissile material as yeah. recycled plutonium. Some of these words are so out of my vocabulary. Um, and you can't, so basically they the can't The use of thorium as a new primary energy source has been a tantalizing, I love that word. Mm-hmm. Tantalizing. Tantalizing. That reminds me of that TikTok. Tantalizing. Yeah. Oh. Say, look at you. You're so tantalizing. So tantalizing, my queen. My que- my beautiful <laughs> queen, you're so tantalizing. So it says, the use of thorium as a new ener- primary energy source has been a tantalizing prospect for many years. Extracting its latent energy value in a cost-effective manner remains a challenge and will require considerable R&D investment. This is occurring preeminently in China with modest U.S. support. Hmm, interesting. And it's it's not that modest. There's more thorium in in uh, a five mile or a bag of sand that can run a whole building or a whole city. That's wild. But they won't use it because you can't weaponize it. When you say weaponize, like expand on that. Uh, turn it into a bomb. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, plutonium. What do you yeah. do with what can you do with plutonium? You can do a lot. You can make it into a weapon. Yeah. Thorium, you can't weaponize it. And that, my friends, is the depressing reality hey. of our world. Yeah. And we leave you with that. <laughs> I'm sorry that it was such a Debbie Downer, but uh well, Oh my. But in it to bring it back, to bring it to just to end it on a lighter note. We're like the news. We are We're going like to give you news. two minutes of... Yeah, we just gave you depressing shit. Now we're going to end it with something lighthearted. <laughs> that is the sound of good sex. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but really, like, I think 
to end this on a somewhat less depressing note, mm. I think I had to come to terms with how tragic and depressing life, like reality is, mm -hmm. as someone who loves to live in a fantasy. Mm. And then I realized like, it's equally miraculous True. and beautiful. So if I can hold both, then I think we're gonna be okay. I think I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's really just the practice I've been doing is like every day being like, all right, what's the miracle today? It's all a miracle. And it's all a fucking miracle. Yeah, it's a it's miracle. all a miracle it's, and it's all tragic yo, at the same time. It's all a miracle that we're pondering larger things and we're a speck of dust in the universe. Yeah, it's wild. Right? We're that part we can of the cosmos. See, that we can see ourselves in this cosmos and not really see ourselves at the same time. I know. It's wild. And the fact that we will go to bed and wake up tomorrow morning and we're, we all have a beating heart. Yeah. Like that is carrying us through our day. You know what I wish? What? I wish sleeping felt like actually being awake. Uh, hear what I'm saying real quick. I know we're going to be leaving soon. Trippy. This So do you know how, you know how it feels like you have a long day at work? Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I would just want to sleep. Mm -hmm. And you go to sleep. I wish slip, sleep felt like eight hours. Yes. Instead uh -huh. of uh -huh. sleeping, you where <laughs> time doesn't exist, right? Dude, time is. I truly. <clears throat> I I truly am more and more intrigued by the concept of time, and. When you sleep, time does not exist. Yeah, or like when you have massages or mm -hmm. when you like kind of transport to another dimension, whether you're like meditating or you have a massage or someone's doing body work God and you damn, wake hippie. up, you wake up mm -hmm. and you're like. Females be hippies. Like, was that, was that three years that just went by? Like, mm -hmm. like you're just disoriented. You yeah. know when you wake up from naps sometimes and you're like, it's 6 p.m.? Yeah. What? Or, or it was only 15 like, minutes. Yeah, but you felt like it was eight hours. Yeah, yeah, I and, love it. And it's just so disorienting. And I'm like, the time, time loves to fuck with you. Yeah, yo, when I it's say wild. it's a construct, but it's a weird. It's a weird construct. Like, what if? Yeah. What if waking up was like that? Like, have you ever had, like a day goes like a day happened mm -hmm. that you didn't remember anything in it? Yeah. And then when you think about it. You don't really remember what your yesterday was. Yeah. Or your Tuesday of last week at all. Yeah. Or what, like another thing that, that freaks me out about time is like when you meet someone. Yeah. And you feel like you've known them. Before. Before mm. in another lifetime. Or you feel like you've known them your whole life. Yeah. When you've only known them for like two weeks. Oh yeah, it's That's weird. the kind of shit where you're like, this is wild. Yeah, I, I've, I have that feeling. I have that feeling with Naughty. Where you feel like you knew her. Yeah, I'm like, because yeah. we talk about things. Yeah. I'm like, we on whole different wavelengths. And yeah. like, how how do you know? Mm -hmm. Like, how, how are we having this conversation that feels like we already had this conversation? I know. It's really crazy. That's the miracle right there, folks. We're going to leave you with that. Yeah. Uh, we love Everything's you. Everything's good. It's all perspective. And just, I say this, if you change the lens that you look through life, you can change it to which one. If you want to see negative, that's what you would get. If you want to see positive, that's
that's what you get. And I say see both, so you can see the miracle in the in the in the destruction, and the beauty, and the destruction in the beauty. It's what makes life rich, you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, I can think about rich men in Dubai taking a shit on Instagram models while at the same time watching a sunrise and watching a beautiful flock of birds nest on a tree and just think to myself, life is so fucked up. And it'd be the same Instagram and model. so beautiful yeah, so be, at the same goddamn yeah. time. And it'd be the that same, is wild. It'd be the same Instagram model who got shit on <laughs> that is showing this beautiful landscape of Dubai and the ocean and just enjoying life. And just that day, oh my god, she has scat in her ears. All right, we need to we need to close this out. She was gargling. We need to pee. close this She's out. Like, <laughs> we love you. I will not subject you to any more of Ron's ridiculousness. 